If you know that you're destined to do something else, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you don't give yourself the freedom to explore that, hopefully you get to the point where you don't have another option and something else forces you into that. If you're not going to take the leap on your own, hopefully circumstances push you into it that you can recognize and stop resisting what change could be in front of you and be the happiest change that you've ever made. Hello and welcome to Her Entrepreneurial Spirit. I'm your host, Monique Glover. This is a place for spiritual entrepreneurs to connect and share their voices. Join me as I talk with women who are harnessing the power of intuition, creativity, and trust in order to build authentic and purpose-driven businesses. It's time to lean into your own light as you let these stories encourage you to explore the unlimited potential of your entrepreneurial spirit. Liz Hammond is an acupuncturist, home renovator, stager, sailor, creator, dog mom, She's a biker and a hiker and a lover of all things blue and true. She is a compassionate and insightful human being with an incredible gift for healing and energy work. And I met Liz six years ago when I moved to Nova Scotia, and she holds a very special place in my heart for all of her loving support during my own journey. Welcome, Liz. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. This is exciting. Yay. I'm so excited to have you on and to give the listeners an opportunity to be a fly on the wall on one of our many conversations. Conversations. Yeah. Whenever I see Liz, I have a hard time not talking (laughs) 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 and ending conversation. Because we just get into so many interesting things. So I am sure it's going to happen today. (laughs) Yeah. So let's start with, how did you start in entrepreneurship? Was it something you always knew you wanted to do or did it kind of find you? Um, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. Mm. Um, My dad always had some... uh, very random adventures going on. He was a real wheeler dealer (laughs) kind of guy. And um, we never knew who was going to arrive to the house, what was going to show up in the driveway. It could have been a boat, a car, something dropped off. There was always, um, there was always a sense of uh, curiosity with what dad was going to do next. And um, I think we grew up as kids, just having a great respect for, knowing that we needed to carve our own path. And mm. I don't think we knew any different. Um, and I remember my dad really encouraging me as a teenager to go into banking. And <laughs> I can't I, imagine you being in banking. Like, <laughs> banking? I can't, like math is my worst subject. And when I go to the bank, I think all of the ladies there are very glamorous but they're really bored. That's just not what I want to do. And, you know, we were, we traveled a lot and we had a lot of, um, uh, we had a much different life than a lot of kids that we were growing up with. 
and we knew a lot of very self, we knew a lot of self-employed people. Um, so it was just, we kind of grew up in that atmosphere of entrepreneurship and it just, it happened pretty organically. Um, I worked within uh, Canadian Pacific hotels for about eight years doing a management program. Um, and I always sort of breezed through jobs, you know, starting off at the bottom and ending up as a department head and just being really bored. And I really didn't like the, um, I didn't like the dynamics of, I didn't like the politics of dealing with corporations. Um, so I always knew that I just wanted to do my own thing. And then I ended up as a massage therapist within a couple of short years and into my late twenties, I finished and I've been self-employed ever since. And, you know, when I would have days that things felt tight or strained, I would certainly dream about having a government job, you know, as I was working on clients that had really great health plans and vacation. Um, but I also knew that that wasn't really what I wanted. I just wanted a bit more stability within my own life. Um, and that was, yeah, so it's never been, it, there, I've never looked back. And it's never been a question. Yes, that, that's great that ever since you yeah. were young, it was just instilled there. in you. Yes, it was just yeah. there. <laughs> and you've worked in businesses from managing your own staff to being a solopreneur, correct? The yes. different spectrum yes. of it. Yes. Yeah. And what have your experiences been just being an entrepreneur in, in different ways? Um, I have, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm a much better solo flyer. Um, mm. I've always found it a bit challenging to kind of hone into my own personal growth, my own personal dynamics. Um, I guess my own, my own gifts. And when I do work with other people, um, I, I, in the past have not had really great boundaries to be able to really take care of myself in the way that I need to. I gen, I would have tended to take on too much responsibility for their success, for their expectations. Um, and I'm, I'm just much happier when I'm working on my own. And I just, I feel much more flow and ease when I'm, when I'm by myself. I love that it gives you that that space to really focus yeah. on yeah. you. Well, yeah. talking about growth and development, that's something that I really wanted to chat about today um, because the name Her Entrepreneurial Spirit really came to me not only as the traditional way of thinking as someone who's that entrepreneur spirit, they have that, you know, that fire and that drive and that creativity, but also looking at the other side of it and looking at personal development and growth and spirituality and how all of those things affect us as an entrepreneur and how they affect our, our business growth as well. So I'm really yeah. interested to hear how have those periods of growth affected you as an entrepreneur and what you're doing and offering? 
Um, I will fully admit when I, uh, when I started as a massage therapist 22 years ago, um, I was really, I was full of beans. I was just really excited. I was hungry to help everybody I could possibly help. Um, I wanted to be the best therapist I could be. Um, I wanted to touch everybody and I found within, and at that point I was working with a couple of other women um, and it was for the first little while, it was a really great experience and I really loved it. And they were very community minded and we got out and we did lots of things together. Um, but I didn't really feel like I had an opportunity to tap into the things that I knew were there. And again, because I was working with other people, I was, it was a bit more of a shared vision. And when I went out and worked on my own, that's when things really started to change. And um, I just had a lot more space to dive into things that I was experiencing with people. And my treatments, my sessions, my time with people really changed. Um, and I didn't really feel that I had to fit into the mold of working in a more clinical atmosphere. And so any growth periods, I definitely. I don't want to say I went into kicking and screaming, but I definitely, I did. I don't, I love change. I don't think that I've ever resisted change, but I have certainly feared the aspect of the growth of it. Um, you know, because it is, are you still going to be marketable? Is this something that people are still going to want? Um, so it was always the fear of rejection and, you know, I, I found that with each stage of growth or with each change that I made, um, there was, there was that, there was that definite, um, insecurity, a real lack of confidence. Um, I knew that I needed to make the change, but I didn't always trust in myself as much as I should have during those times because all of them just led to greater things. But it's hard when you're talking about it as as an entrepreneur and as a business and that everyone is literally witnessing your growth as it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not done yeah. in private. It's like everything is out there, whether your services are changing or the way you are yeah. talking and just your whole brand in general. It's um, everyone gets invited into that messiness exactly. and I think it's yeah. it's scary it's scary to show people that messiness and that that rejection like you said too that I'm so passionate about it but what if I put it out there and no one else feels the same yeah and I would say that I'm I would say that you know the stage that I'm at right now um is probably the most that I have felt in any tipping point or any dynamic or any major shift. Um, and I'm, I'm sure the part of it is COVID, you know, because there's already so much, everyone has their own, you know, emotional shadow or emotional cloud from what their experience is with COVID. But I haven't had an opportunity like this to really step back and, 
recreate what I want to do. And at this age, like I turned 50 this year and I thought I would be a practicing massage therapist forever. Um, but I've known over the last couple of years and been resisting that it's not healthy for me anymore. It's, it's very depleting, um, emotionally, physically, but it was more about my boundaries that it was depleting. And so I slowly started to ease out of it, um, a couple of years ago and try and add in more acupuncture and more energy work. Um, you know, still doing a lot of hands-on work, but I knew that I was going to need something pretty big to actually push me out of being a massage therapist and really dive into the acupuncture component, the meditation, um, doing more workshops with people and really expressing a lot more of my creative side and diving into a much greater world of trust and letting go and just kind of rising above all of the challenge and really trying to stay above it. Mm. Can you explain, I'm thinking from, from a perspective of if you just feel you're feeling stuck in your career and you don't know why you were talking about that resistance, can you explain what, what that feels like and how, how you utilized your intuition to kind of tap into maybe I'm meeting all this resistance because I am not supposed to be going down here. Some of the events that might've been uh, big turning points for you. I mean, I know one in particular that we had a laugh <laughs> about that was a pretty big universal sign to like, no, okay, stop. Just stop putzing around and beating around the bush, right? Just, just do it. Get on the new path. Yes. <laughs> just yeah. how to, how to tune into those signs. I've talked to people and they're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't have anything special. I'm not intuitive. I can't tap into these messages. And like, no, you can, everybody can. It, it's when you start listening you pick up on all these little signals or I yeah. think all of us can relate to that feeling of being, of being stuck and not, but not necessarily knowing how to get unstuck, how to get on the right path. Well, I think that, um, you know, in our home life and my husband's business life, we have had so much like the last year and a half has been so, it has been the great upheaval, you know, we've had so many things happen um, that I held on tighter and I really felt very, um, I don't want to say desperate, but I felt very um, dedicated to being the rock and being, you know, the one with the stable business, the one with, um, you know, the consistency. And I think that I did that on, you know, I know I did that on a, a lot of levels, but for me, it was something that I knew that I was comfortable with that I knew that I've always loved. So doing massage, um, but I kept being met with resistance and I kept being met with a lot of physical pain, um, you know, and it would be more um, I know it now to be more of a, a surface tension. It wasn't, it wasn't actual muscular tension. It was 
it was my boundaries. It was the outside of my body saying, you need to stop doing this. This is not healthy for you anymore. Um, And I was fine when I was working, but it was how I felt at the end of the day. I just didn't have any energy left to do anything else. I didn't have energy to, you know, even have a conversation with you if I wasn't working. Um, Go for lunch with a girlfriend. Like I just didn't have that kind of I didn't have that kind of energetic space because everything was, was going into work. And, um, and I was very, I was resisting, you know, I would see it in my dreams. I would see it in my lack of sleep. Um, I could see it on my face. Um, my body certainly, which is something that I've always felt quite tuned into. Um, I just felt a lot of, I wouldn't describe it as anxiety. It was resistance. It was a physical resistance. It was almost like being in a, um, a difficult relationship where you know you know that there's a great love there, but you know that you've come to the end of that time together. And it doesn't mean that it has to end badly, but it does need to end. So, you know, I did get to the point where um, after COVID, I knew that I was finished as a massage therapist. Um, and so I started saying out loud to myself, you know, I am no longer a massage therapist. And initially that started with great emotion, you know, like I couldn't spit it out without sobbing. And I had a really hard time going through the gamut of emotion of letting go of being a massage therapist. And that, you know, I mean, that, that whole process still took six months, um, until the great, the great conqueror threw me down the stairs and and uh and showed me how finished I was so you know breaking my hand and spraining my hand and being able to laugh the whole way through that you know including when I'm lying on the floor in heat and not you laughing then too I was everybody was like did you scream did you swear and I as soon as I get over the visceral response of wanting to completely throw up, I'm like, okay, I'm not bleeding. I can think straight, but I think I broke my hand. And it was, it was hilarious. I kind of walked around the house pacing. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. This is going to be fine. You've, you haven't done anything, you know, taping my hand. Uh, it's all, it's fine. You're good. And then it's like, no, I need, I need to do something about this. And ironically, um, sitting in the waiting room, I got a email from the Massage Therapy Association. Um, and I had filled out all of my forms and made my payment month, like six weeks before. And I got this email from them saying that my application could not be completed because I neglected to fill out one small section. Wow. And I, I knew at that point that I was done. And I thought, okay, I'm just not renewing this at all. I'm, I'm finished. Um, and that was me. That was my great resistance. But I need, I, you often need something, especially, you know, when, you've, when you're coming out of such a great state of change and being in flux and being fearful of that um, and disappointing people, you know, and just all of that. Um, you sometimes need a much greater push. 
<laughs> I think that was my first reaction too. Is, are you okay? Yeah. And now I'm sorry, but my reaction is I just want to laugh at you because you're so friggin' stubborn that it had to come laugh to this. Me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Laughing with, not at. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of hilarious that it's your hand out of all places that could have. <laughs> got sprained or, or yeah. broken or anything and it's never been I you know in all of those years I have worked through sprains strains cuts you know like it's yeah I've never had to take time off because of my hands yeah and you know it's uh it was my tool so. now you're on now you're on a new path uh, gently yeah <laughs> gently nudged <laughs> exactly. onto something new yeah. What would you say to, because I know there's a lot of people that are, there's that, there's that fear of losing that stability, what's known. I know I was there as well too. And that identity around who you are in your career life, how, do you have any advice surrounding how to take that leap? Maybe not necessarily it having to be a great leap, but how do you st- start maybe veering in the direction that you really feel called to go into? Um, You know, I think as soon as you know that you need to make a change or that you want to make a change, something is going to keep drawing you toward that change, whether it's physical, financial, um, you know, spiritual, emotional, whatever it is, there's always going to be some resistance somewhere and you know that it's there it could be jaw pain it could be stomach pain it could be that you know your finances are not flowing it could be that you're not sleeping there's so many things that um, are trying to pull you out of where you are and I think that you know I've made lots of change in the past but they've always been pretty safe changes um but I I do know that in um, June, right after coming back to work after COVID, after we were allowed to come back, within about three weeks, I knew that I could not continue anymore because I just couldn't speak. I just I just knew that I couldn't do it anymore, and I was so sad and so terrified of disappointing people and feeling rejected and losing people in my life, um, I continued to just buck it up. And, you know, I did, I did slowly start to cut back at that point. Um, and that cutting back was certainly helpful. And, but, but the resistance continued to stay there. And I think that if you know that you're destined to do something else, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you don't give yourself the freedom to explore that, hopefully you get to the point where you don't have another option and something else forces you into that. If you're not going to take the leap on your own, hopefully circumstances push you into it that you can recognize and stop resisting what change could be in front of you and be the happiest change that you've ever made. You know, like I, one of the things I was listening to something the other day, um, it was a meditation and she was talking about how much she used to journal and, and over the years she recognized that the words just fell away 
and she stopped journaling. She didn't write anything down anymore. She just started to bottle everything up. And it got me thinking about, you know, when I was in high school and what did I want to do? What, what did I want to be when I was in high school? And I knew when I was in high school that um, I knew what I knew what I wanted to drive. I knew what I wanted to live in. Um, I knew that I wanted to be surrounded by animals. Um, and I also knew that I always wanted to paint, that I always wanted to paint. I needed to continue to paint. Um, and that came back to me the other day. The more that I've been painting recently, I feel like I've stepped back, you know, 35 years and I am now being given another opportunity. So I feel like there's something youthful coming out of me, almost kundalini-ish, um, that is very, it's just moving. And it's not something that I need to control. It's just something that I want to surrender to and enjoy. And I love how you're looking back now to those, those initial passions that didn't, they weren't hindered by other other things. I find the further you look back, well, what did I want to do when I was young and carefree and wasn't thinking about paying the bills and, you know, trying to impress other people? And there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth in that. Like, what did I talk yeah. about when I was a kid? What did I want to do when I wasn't thinking about, well, I have to pick a career and <laughs> make yeah. money and <laughs> go be a banker. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, go be a banker. Exactly. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's true. I find a lot of people look back and it's like reconnecting with that, that part of themselves that always knew there was joy yeah. in that, that there was always yeah. joy in painting for you. Yeah. 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 And where, where are you at now? I'm curious how, where are you at now? How are things looking for you in this phase? Honestly, every day has, you know, every day since the new year um, has been completely different. Mm. Um, I definitely feel like I'm riding this roller coaster of emotion. Um, and, but every, every day, my biggest, I don't want to say task, my biggest um, intention of every day mm. is to just stay connected to whatever it is. So if I'm feeling sad or angry or frustrated or rejected or abandoned or neglected or loved, I'm paying attention to all of those things and recognizing and not letting, not letting false stories come up and just allowing those emotions to be what they are and to recognize that they are a part of my experience right now. And I don't need to turn them into something that they're not. I just need to feel what I feel. And tomorrow's going to be a different day. And, you know, recognizing how much responsibility I can take for how I move forward in a much more honest, heartfelt, um, heart forward kind of way that I before wouldn't have been able to do you know before I it's not that I am not worried about finances but I'm not worried I'm not anxious about them in a way that I would have been before mm. because right now I just have this trust that everything is happening as it should in a way that I've never felt before 
It's amazing just thinking in that mindset with, because I think it's easy to trust in a lot of things, but finances seems to be a stickler for a lot of people, especially when you don't have a paycheck and everything is on you. And especially when you can see it being taken away so quickly, like with COVID that it makes you think, well, why can't it be the other way around too? Yeah. Why can't abundance just come to me? Why it doesn't have to be this, I don't know, very linear thing that I'm stressing out about all the time that it can flow. And when I'm really in that passion, when I'm really doing what I meant to do, that it comes more, more freely. And I think, you know, I think the biggest, um, I've been, I've been having some really neat conversations with clients lately um, and really encouraging people to be very specific in asking for things and, you know, asking spirit, asking universe, um, asking yourself for very specific things. And so I've been setting small goals of things that I want to do. Um, and when I recognize or I feel really pushed into doing something that feels really good, just following that. And, you know, I did a painting over Christmas and um, I was feeling very vulnerable about sharing anything online because I'm not a huge social media buff. And I, I I'm just feeling very I think a lot of us are probably feeling very fragile, um, you know, especially in the midst of change and um, fearing rejection on top of rejection. Um, but I just, I just felt so passionate about wanting to share this because it was a project that I was really, it felt so good to do. Um, you know, like it was a very somatic experience to be able to create, create this piece And I set the intention as I shared it, that I would like to sell this within the next 24 hours. And it was gone in two. (laughs) It was gone in two. And it actually just arrived at its destination this morning. Um, So it was a really beautiful um, letting go and just seeing what comes. And I need to do more of that. I need to put more of myself out there and, you know, because I think when you're finished with so much of your stuff, you know, and you really just feel very clear about what your vision is and what you want to share, it's just easier to share because you have a much greater trust in it. Um, Do you have, I'd be curious to hear if you have any special tools or processes that you use to concrete that, that vision or setting those intentions. I know you talked a bit about um, journaling as well. So I'm curious if you're writing things down, if you're thinking of them, if you're meditating, kind of what, what sort of processes work for you? Um, A lot of meditation. That's a daily part of things for me. And sharing in other people's processes. So, you know, hearing about other people's journey through their own spiritual growth um, and 
recognizing what has worked in the past and what hasn't worked in the past. Um, and the biggest thing for me is when I don't share, whether that's through my voice or with work or with painting, that is not a healthy place for me. I'm, I am one to share. I'm whether it's visually or physically or spiritually. Um, when I stop sharing, that's when I know that I'm not creating inside. Um, but I do, I spend a lot of time in the woods with the dogs and I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of recording of guided meditations when I'm in the woods and just talking about my thoughts, I find very helpful. And it's um, not that I'm sharing a lot of that with people, but recordings, recordings really help. That that's your way. Concrete. Yeah. Yes. That that's your way to, to process, to, to tell your story. I, I mean, I, feel like storytelling is such an important thing for all human beings, whether it's through speech or writing it down, but especially for women that I feel that women, they gravitate naturally to this process of just needing to process things by speaking them. I remember having a conversation with my friend and She's like, oh, finally, like I've been wanting to talk to you that I've tried to talk to my husband about this, but right away he wants to fix things and he's giving yeah. me all these solutions. And she said, all I want is just someone to listen to my story yeah. and to feel validated. I don't want a solution. I I just want to say it aloud and, and process it. Um, and I find that women tend to gravitate to these communities where, where you can, where you can just, just speak. And there's no goal in mind, but it's sharing the story in itself that heals you and prompts other people to work on their own things as well. Exactly. Yeah. And it's nice when you find those people that you can hold space for each other. Yes. You know, I think that there is a greater, you know, we need to trust each other more um, because a lot of the negative experiences that we've had over the years haven't happened for a long time. And it's time that we learn to retrust and and become much greater listeners for each other. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that is. And just... And and not and like you said, you know, not fixing. And I think that that is a very masculine thing to do. Yeah. Um, and and there's definitely a time for that because sometimes we do need somebody to say, okay, this is what I'm going to help you do to help you get through this part. But the holding space and just allowing for that releasing of emotion or releasing of words is definitely, um, that's a very it's a very sacred space. Hmm. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of amazing things can come out yeah. of that. I remember chatting with you, just starting up this podcast and recording my voice, brought up so many emotions and brought up so much in my throat chakra. All the activity of like the burping and the weird, like scratchy voice and. 
uh, it just made me feel like, oh, wow, yeah, this is development in itself, just the speaking the words and releasing them. Yeah. You just, you feel lighter <laughs> because yeah. of well, it. And it just gives you more flow. Mm-hmm. You know, the more that you speak, the easier it gets. Yeah, it's like move. It's like the physical movement. If you're dancing and you're flowing and your body is moving, that everything is moving. Yeah, <laughs> out this way. I love that because I think we hear a lot about journaling, but I haven't heard a lot of people touch on verbally speaking to yeah. recording your voice and doing that component as well as the written down portion too. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I, I do voice memos on my phone and I started doing them probably about a year ago and I started doing them as a way of getting comfortable with doing guided meditations and just hearing how, you know, where, where I would want to break in a sentence or how do I want my words to sound? How do I want them to feel? And I started um, just doing all of these voice memos. And as I was doing them, I was recognizing how much more clear and grounded I was getting with each one. And I also noticed that if I was in the car and a great song would come on that I I would mouth the words. I didn't even sing them. When I would you're be alone driving in the down car. the road and I'm by <laughs> myself or, you know, I've got one of the dogs with me and I'm mouthing the words. I'm like, why are you not singing them? You know, and I as soon as I noticed I was doing that, I just, I started singing instead of mouthing, like lip syncing to this song. And um, you know, I mean, just the freedom in that. Yeah. Think about, you know, like that letting go of, you know, like how many times has someone tried to, you know, how many times has someone disagreed with you or told you something negative about what you're saying? You know, like we lose our voice for reasons. And I think that when we start to recover our voice or find a new voice, um, and be able to really confidently and comfortably share what we want to share. That alone is power, you know, because it's so connected to your heart and your intuition. Mm. And I think about how many people have lost their voice, not even currently, but if you're looking back into yeah. ancestry and lineage, and if you can look back, to people that didn't have the ability in the time they were in to use yeah. their voice and how it passes up or even as a child if you were taught to be quiet and yeah. obedient and how how many things add on to just such a simple act such yeah. a simple act of speaking and speaking your mind yeah i i found that um i had a pretty I had a very strong conversation with someone a couple of years ago and um, it was, a, it was a difficult situation. And I, they said to me, all that you want is to be heard. And, and he said it to me in anger and I was, and at that point I backed off and I thought, 
I'm not going to continue this conversation. This continuing with this conversation is fruitless because he clearly doesn't want to hear what I have to say. And to me, that was such a gift to know that I do want to be heard because I'm sharing with you how I feel. And you clearly don't want to hear it and it's not important. So I'm going to end this conversation now. And I did. And it was a very, it was a very hurtful time overall. Um, but, it, you know, it was a, just a challenging situation. But to me, I feel like that was a pivot point. That was a pivot point of why do I want to keep having the types of relationships that I'm having that are not allowing for full speech to allow the full spectrum of what your experience is or having a challenging conversation and knowing that you're not being acknowledged in that situation. So as an adult, I'm not going there anymore. If you don't want to hear what I have to say, I'm not shouting it from the rooftops. I'm simply speaking. And if you don't want to talk about it, I'm okay with that. But, you know, we all need to take responsibility for the space that we create for other people to feel what they feel and express what they feel. And if it's not something that we resonate with or feel that we can share with or understand at that point, we still need to be able to treat each other with kindness. I feel like since the new year, I've been kind of diving into, like I said, just being, I've I've had an affirmation for each week. Um, And one of the questions that kept coming up for me in the second week of January was where am I efforting and where am I efforting with no results? And I recognized how much I try and, which I think is a very entrepreneurial thing is to just move things forward and you just keep moving forward. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you just keep on going until something works. Um, you know, and as as an entrepreneur, you're constantly out there feeling for things. And um, but what I have really been trying to do over the last couple of weeks is just let things come to me. And that's not something that I've ever done before. I've always gone after things, whether it's, um, you know, trying to fix a conflict with someone or. Um, you know, trying to fill my schedule at work, like all of these things, I've always just known, okay, well, I know better, I know how to fix this. And I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to fix anything anymore. I just want to let things be and let things flow and be easier. How have you seen it affecting your business when you're just letting things come to you, not pushing so much. I think there's so much emphasis in our modern business worlds on the very masculine things, on the having a plan, having a strategy, sales and push, push, push. So I'm curious to hear your experience when you let go of some of those things. How do you find they are flowing to you? Um, 
there, you know, it's definitely been, um, it's definitely been an ebb and flow for sure. Um, you know, because I am watching my schedule dwindle as, um, clients cancel that were booked for the year, um, as people, you know, recognize that I'm not practicing in the way that I once was. And, but other people are taking those spaces and I'm spending longer times, longer periods of time with people and really enjoying it on a different level because I do, I have so much more energy and space and headspace that the conversations have just been awesome. Like, it's just, I feel like I'm having fun at work and uh, no, it's not paying the bills, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do know that that's where I'm headed is right now. I need, I need this fun time. I need this like reconnect to my space and reconnect to myself um, in a way that I've never needed before. Like I can honestly say this is a whole new place for me to be. Um, but I am asking, I am asking and I'm receiving, you know, and I am also keeping my schedule scaled back to a certain point because I really know how much I need some space right now. So I'm not opening up my schedule to the masses as I once did before and was fully booked. I just, I, I can't work that way anymore because it doesn't flow and it's not fun and it's just too rigid and, I just don't want to live that way anymore. Mm. I Yeah, I find that so interesting when you start to loosen your grip on yeah, that control. Yes, that yeah. things happen as they're meant to happen. Like you said, some yeah. spots are gone, but then they're filled by more meaning and more purpose. And the money, like any other energy flows with it yeah yes yeah yeah and I find I have a greater you know I have a much greater presence with my husband you know we have um we have more time together and you know our conversations are a lot more um they get started and they get finished they're not little snippets of conversations that we're not having the opportunity to finish um or complete or resolve it's been really nice just to be able to sit and have conversations and talk about what we want and how we want to do it. And things just feel a lot more cohesive than they ever have before, because I think we recognize now that we need each other, not, not that we need each other, that we want to move forward together in a way that we've never done so before, you know, because we've both always been, so full and busy self-employed doing completely different things but now we both want to be more involved with each other's lives and businesses and that there's another it doesn't have to look one way that success as a entrepreneur doesn't have to look like your schedules are always fulled and you know you're yeah. passing ships that you never engage in any sort of meaningful conversations with those that are that are closest to you you know yeah you, you change look, the bar yeah you, you hear conversations of people at the end of their life and things they regret things they regret um 
these people that have been working, 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 working in these huge corporations all their lives. And it's always surrounding the balance between the relationships that they went and they saw it and they saw it and they just kept on pushing, but they never took the chance to, to pause and nurture those relationships and really enjoy those people in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that, for the balance and the ebb and the flow and it doesn't have to look a certain way that it looks different for every entrepreneur and it's what feels good for you. Yeah. And, you know, being able to enjoy what you're working for, you know, and I think that that was a place that neither of us were in for a lot of years is that we didn't get great enjoyment when we weren't working. We weren't able to enjoy each other's company because we were so tired, mm-hmm. you know, and um, neither of us feel that way anymore. Now, I think we're a little more excited to see each other than we were before, which is nice. It's really nice. And I would much rather that we efforted to keep things feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. seems like you've reached a good place after all the dismantling and <laughs> the blowing yeah. up of it's like demolition right yeah <laughs> of, the deconstruction yes yeah but, but then as you slowly build you get that well it's what COVID did for so many of us yeah. it's just brought you to your knees that every so many so much of what everyone knew just wasn't a thing anymore But then once you're given that space, that that space is such a gift because then you can recreate. You can't create when there's all this clutter. So as painful and fearful as it is to to do the dismantling, you need it. You can't keep building up and you have this rocky (laughs) tower that's leaning over. (laughs) Yeah, because it does. It just creates unhappiness. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and there's no flow and there's no joy. You know, you're just constantly trying to force things to happen. And all you're going to do is meet resistance the whole way through. I like how you talk about the balance between the flow and the joy in your life, as well as the financial security that you need being an entrepreneur and finding that and how to balance the two. That how can I be happy without, you know, going into massive debt, (laughs) but then how versus, okay, I'm making a lot of money, but I'm miserable. So where, where is the balance and what do I want? What do I need? Cause I know, I mean, there's so much pressure that out there you have to build a business and you have to scale and you have to make six figures. Well, no, now six figures is not good enough. Now you're being pushed to make seven figures and I feel you, a lot of people don't just sit in with that and think, like you said, do you enjoy working just with yourself? Do you want to manage a larger scale business? Do you know what's entailed when you scale to that um, degree? What, what do you, what's a comfortable number for you? Because your number is different than someone else's. 
based on the lifestyle you want to lead to, that maybe you're perfectly happy with five figures and you don't need to be making six, seven, eight figures that you need to figure that out as well. Well, and I think that, you know, like as you go along, like what I've had to, especially in the last year, I had to keep looking at really where we're at right now. It's not so much about just what we're bringing in. It's that, you know, we over the next 10 years or so don't want to be, we want to have a much greater freedom. Um, You know, we want to take off and go sailing for a while Uh, We want to make that a much greater part of our life is, you know, adventuring for a few months of every year and not feeling like we have to stay at home to work in a way that we've always worked. So now the work aspect is gone um, for both of us to the same intensity of what we were working. And right now we would have the ability to go off and do a lot more sailing. Um. But we don't really have the ability right now because of, you know, because of COVID and trying to get, you know, new business started. Um, so I feel like money for us is a much different, or finances is a much, we're, we're in a much different place than we were before. And I feel like both of us in the last year have had to really shift how we have been looking at money. and for us to recognize that, you know, the things that we have worked really hard for over the years, they are there. And we have set ourselves up in a somewhat comfortable place that when the time comes, we will be okay. And it's nice to be able to look at things, you know, in a way that, yeah, things are not flowing right now in like huge abundance for us, but it's giving us a chance to really gauge where we are. Mm. Yeah. And feel very grounded in that because there's not a lot of pressure. And I appreciate being able to, to broach the subject with you because of our connection, because I think so many entrepreneurs that's especially when you are a heart-centered entrepreneur when you're an energy worker and you you found this purpose and what lights you up and talking about the making money aspect can be really icky that even just wanting abundance in your life can lead to this icky feeling. You're happy to talk about all the other things, but then when you broach money, it's like, oh no, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to be seen as this person who wants a lot of money that you have all those negative uh, connotations towards it. And I, you know, I mean, I would say that we've never really been, we've never been people that have had a lot of money in the bank because we've always had so much tied up with projects and you know various work things um you know we've never been really fluid people that way anyway but even with you know a lack of flow that in the last year and a half um couple of years our stress levels have decreased in the last year you know we've had some moments of extreme stress like we've never experienced before but we have reframed how we feel and what our expectations are. 
you know, it's, um, I look at things now in a much different way. Like I look at my mom and Greg's mom, um, and think, well, like they are in a house full of, you know, like beautiful things and, um, you know, like beautiful dishes. And, you know, like I look at all of these things and I'm like, these aren't things that I really need. Like, these aren't things that I really want. And is that where I want to put my resources right now? I'm very happy to shop at Value Village and to consignment shop and thrift shop. Like to me, that's more of a hobby, Um, you know, and Greg has always teased me for the amount of clothes that I bring in here (laughs) that (laughs) he's like, Oh my, it blows his mind what I pay for things sometimes. Um, So I think we've both always just been really savvy, you know, like we've always reused a lot of things within homes that we're building or renovating. Um, And I think that we're looking at things now, you know, we don't need new vehicles. I would much rather just have a vehicle that makes me smile, you know, that Mm -hmm. drives down the road and is comfortable. Like we're not, um, I feel like in the, I feel like the sense of ego um, is much, has been, has been pushed aside within the last year and a half because we really have had to look at things like we've never had to before. You know, and know that this isn't something that we can control. Yeah. I, I love how you look at it and really push ego aside and prioritize things. I think you can apply that to your business too. There's this pressure that, well, you need, you know, this fancy laptop, you need this fancy microphone <laughs> to to start your podcast. You need to spend money in doing, you know, you need your business card and your website and you need to take this course and that sometimes you just need to sit and figure out what the important things are that you want to get out there. Yes. (laughs) And so many times I feel like we ignore all of our resources that we have and all of that knowledge and wisdom we have and you kind of get sucked into... I guess it's the fear, right? That you need to take the next course, that you need to know how to do it instead of just stumbling into it and doing all the messy parts and just do (laughs) it. Exactly. Just just do it. You don't need to buy another (laughs) course. You don't need to sign up for another freebie that there's, there's a time and a place when you get drawn to something I feel that is really necessary or you feel like you're lacking the knowledge or the resources to go the next step, but to really look at it with a critical mind instead of coming from lacking that, okay, I'm, I need to be, I need to have all these, you know, I have to have all these degrees. I have to have all of this in order to be respected in the field. Well, and there's, you know, you've got to look at what your resources already are. Like, what are you bringing to the table and what do you already have that is so prominent you know, and just having the ability to, you know, for you having the ability just to see how you can help other people succeed based on what they already have, you know, and encouraging conversation, encouraging honest conversation and, um, you know, wanting to network and, and connect people and share people's stories, you know, and I think listening and just creating that space for other 
you know, like-minded women is not, it, it's not, um, there's not enough of that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I hope that people will enjoy listening to our conversation and if it gives them just a little bit more of a spark or something else to, to think about, then, then I'm a very happy person. <laughs> I, I, I love thinking about how many um, ways you've, you've let go of a lot of expectations for yourself and other people that have placed them on you and there's this there's this magic that can be found in that in that messy in between space when you don't feel like you have to have it all figured out (laughs) well and I think I think that's the biggest um you know I feel like on some level things are so clear right now in a way that they've never been clear before. And the things that matter right now are not the things that mattered before. And, you know, today the, you know, the things that matter to me are that I am not efforting and not receiving. So and I don't mean receiving, you know, like, oh, well, I'm going to do this for you. You have to do this for me. I, I have to trust that what I believe in and where I want to go and what I want to do is there for me. And I feel that I'm being led in the right direction right now. And there are you know, there are lots of challenges around for us within our household right now, but I don't really feel like I'm approaching them in on maybe in a way of, you know, anxiety or fear. I'm just letting them be because they're not really things that I can control and they're not mine. And I think that that's, you know, as long as we can recognize what is ours and what isn't and that's where it gets tricky is you know what what do you need to take responsibility for and what do you not need to take responsible responsibility for and what do you need to let go of yeah being being fully responsible for what you're putting out into the world and the energy you're putting out and um like you said, I think some people, you just have the tendency of wanting to be the the fixer. And there's some things that you just, you, unless you want to burn yourself out and not be the best that you can be in your energy that you're putting out there, you need to let go. You can only juggle so many things before it all comes tumbling down on you. Yeah. And you need to, you need to protect your, you need to protect yourself. You need to protect your energy. You need to, it's so important that it needs to be put out there that there's, there's no time for all the (laughs) other things. Well, and they're just distractions, you know, they are distractions. And I think, you know, one of the, the, one of the places that I've come to in the last number of months is I'm okay to let go of the people that I would have had to have efforted to be with before. 
because I, I do feel like I was a bit more of a giver in relationships. Um, and if that's not, you know, a bit more of an even playing field, I, I just can't be the one that's putting the work in more frequently. And I really want to have that kind of space and time for myself now in a way that I never wanted it before. I, w- I was much happier to connect with people before. And now I want to connect more with myself. And I'm okay to be in quiet and peace and, um, you know, not have a huge booming calendar full of people like I had before. There's something very peaceful about that. It's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. For sharing that you sound like you're just in a in a very inspirational space right now, just being at peace and trusting where you're going because it's not it is not easy to trust, especially when things feel like they're crumbling around you. It's not easy to trust that that is leading you to where you want to go. It's not easy to quiet down and listen. It's much easier just to do what you've known and to fill your schedule and your space with things and not think about it. Um, But the fulfillment that you get out of it, just listening to you speak about what you're doing and how fulfilled you feel and that joy, that's, that's worth it right there. And that's something I didn't, not that I didn't feel happiness or joy or fulfillment in things that, you know, we've done in the past, but it's not what I needed it to be. Mm. Or you outgrew it, that maybe it was that period in your life, it was what you needed, but you're not going to need the same thing every single day or every week, and... I like the idea of how you have an affirmation of the week as well, too. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you do a word of a year or if you feel that having a word for a full year is restricting and doesn't allow as much flow and change. Um, I did a word for a year last year. It was the first time that I did it. And the word that I used last year was untethered. And, um, which I find really ironic because the whole year was all about tethering, you know, it was that we weren't allowed to leave home and we're under lockdown. And, um, I felt so tethered to work and I just, you know, if anything, the first six months were like, oh, you're not untethered. You are as tethered as you could possibly be. Um, And then the second part of the year was really about that, like allowing the untethering. Um, But this year I've decided to do an affirmation of the week. Um, And I really found after the holidays this year that I just had to, I started with um, just breathe and let it go. And that was my first, probably the first 10 days of January for me were just breathe and let it go. And that was all that I could do um, was just let it go, let it go, let it go. And that was really helpful for me. And then the next, the next stage was um, 
to soar above. And because it was something that I wasn't seeing clearly and I was, I kept trying to dissect everything that was going on and it wasn't helpful for me and it was making it really hard for me to let go of. Um, so I just, I needed to see the greater picture. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So it turned into, okay, this week's affirmation is going to be to soar above. And, you know, anytime that my thoughts would sort of go to the old story or, you know, start to dissect, it was like, no, 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 soar <laughs> above and just watch, soar above and just, you know, create some distance. And I think that this sort, like, I think this is working much better for me um, than trying to box myself into one word and, but really going in with an intention of each week. And this week was, there was a lot of things that I didn't, there have been a lot of things this week that I didn't want to do. And I found towards the end of last week, I was being met with a lot of like little conflicts that were making me feel really uneasy. And they were just, I was me, I was being met with a lot of no's, a lot of no, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. I can't do that for you. Um, so this week was all roads lead to yes. And everything that I am doing this week, I'm trying to see every every outcome as a yes, regardless of what the outcome is, it's a yes in one way or another. And on Monday, I didn't have the confidence in my all roads lead to yes. So on Monday, I didn't push myself to a place where I had to look for the yeses. But then I woke up on Tuesday morning and I'm like, okay, let's do it. I've got the confidence to make these phone calls, to ask for what is mine, you know, like all of these things. It was just... um. I just felt more affirmative in them and I was just ready to act. You have to, you have to be ready and really fully believe in that. It's not enough just to write it on paper and, you know, stick it on your desk and it's really nice, but it's a lot of work to fully embody it. Not just write on a post-it, you know, stick it on your mirror and you look at it. And you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And you don't trust and you don't believe in it is a whole different story too. Yeah. And the outcome is still the same. Yes. You know, it's just how much are you going to put into it? The outcome is still going to be the same. You know, you're going to be able to do it. You know, it's going to be fine. You know, it's, you know, it's going to lead you to where you need to be. But how much effort are you going to put into that? Mm. You know, so kind of putting it out there. It's a yes. It's a yes. It's a yes. And it's surprising what's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Just going into your week with that frame of mind and how things have shifted, how people are receptive of that energy that that you put out there. Because I feel as entrepreneurs, we're constantly, we're putting our energy out there. And the people that need you, need what you have to offer, they're responsive to that and come into your field it's just this constant energy exchange and when you're crystal clear on your intentions like that it's amazing to see the benefits and what you've seen coming in because of that and the things you want you're very intentional on what you want to come in 
Yeah. And it's not personal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not personal. It just, it just is what it is. Well, tell everybody where, where can they find you if they feel very connected to you, if they want to learn more about what you're working on? Um, well, right now, as uh, you know, we've talked a lot in this podcast. Um, I'm in, as a friend would say, she would call it the great, uh, the great upheaval. <laughs> um, this is the great upheaval of 2021. And I am working from a home studio where I do acupuncture, uh, craniosacral, visceral manipulation, and I'm working on um, my body talk certification. And you can find me on Instagram at Wild Sailor Girl. That is lovely. I've had such a great time chatting with you as always, Thank you Liz. For having me. You're welcome. I could go on forever. <laughs> but maybe we'll we'll do a part two. Well, exactly. you know, there's a part two coming already. We'll chat in six months. Even. Exactly. <laughs> and um can I congratulate you as well? Yes, of course you on can. <laughs> diving into this new adventure of the podcast and just sharing yourself in a way that you haven't shared before. And thank you for sharing yourself with us. Are you going to make me <laughs> tear up the big emotional <laughs> crier that I am crying over all, all the things. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's something that, you know, on the outside, I think it's so easy to compare yourself to entre- other entrepreneurs and like, oh, look, they're, they're starting a podcast. They have a blog. They're doing whatever. They're, they launched this course and it's so easy for them and not for me, but you're, you're only getting such a tiny part of the story. You're not seeing the lead up to it, all the mess, all the fear, all all of it all of the good and the bad and um that's something that I hope evolves in social media and I think as much as we try to share the messy it's still part of it is filtered and I love the podcasting world gives you an opportunity to just really talk about all of it that it's not perfect, that it's not, sometimes you just, you do, you have to jump into all of it and trust that you're going to land in the right place. And the right place isn't, isn't necessarily where you think it's going to go. Because I think we can think and trust and put all our intentions into doing this thing. And then it doesn't turn out and then you lose faith in it until you realize, well, maybe that was an experience that was leading me to this, which is really what I was meant <laughs> to do. That it's that ego, right? Taking that ego and all that expectation off your plate and just seeing where it goes and playing, yeah. right? Just play with yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Paying attention. Yes. <laughs> Pay attention to those signs that come. Thank you for tuning in and sharing this very special space with me. If you loved what you just listened to, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. 
And I would be so grateful if you left a comment, a rating, and shared with anyone that you feel called to. Sending you so much love and light. Until next time, take care, lovelies.